Okay, we'll start in a second. I'll hit that last. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to start this. You guys say, hi, just be natural. Okay. And then I'll start us off. Or you guys can start too. But it'll take a sec. But people that watch my stuff will know. But I'll oh, have your phones out and see if it tags you in just a sec. Okay? Yeah, I've got it. I don't think it's going to be, we're millennials. It's not going to be weird if we're on our phones for everybody. Okay, you can't see Hebrew at all. Oh, you know what? No. Ah! I got a, oh, good, we lost it. Well, no, our connection records video. Okay, hold on. We have any technical difficulties. I forgot something. Um, Do you guys want to comment on his post that we're having technical difficulties and we'll be up in a minute? Or should we just forget about it, Adam? It's okay. It's okay. I know timing and all that. I got a, oh, good, Okay, so I just recorded that, didn't go live, it was having a connection issue, but I remembered something in that. It did say what? I'm live. used to, yeah. Is it different? Is it Oh, 
Okay. 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 So how do you want us to start? Why don't you come on over? We're about to start. Um, just however you want. Hi, how you doing? Adam's getting the show started. Yeah. We'll have some money in your pocket. I'll have you introduce yourselves because I didn't memorize everything. I'll play, I'll start it off though. But you guys just give me the time to get over there. It's about to start. Do we have to unmute it? I will in a second. Okay, we're live, folks. Our new show. If uh, YouTube goes like this, you guys can see the name of the show. It's all right. That's the idea. It's in the background and it's fine. Great. We can't get Huber off his phone. Just kidding. Is it taxing you guys? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But if you do that, then it ruins everything. Okay, hey guys, thank you and uh, for listening and hold on a sec. Thank you for listening and watching the new show Mastermind in Your Pocket with your hosts, me Adam Tajuddin. We have Heber LeBaron, McCall. Yes, I got it. McCall LeBaron and Elizabeth Kingsley. Kingsley. Thank you guys for watching and tuning in and listening to our new show, Mastermind in Your Pocket. Heber, we're going to introduce you first because you're first on the list. You're a certified life coach and you've been coaching for two and a half years. You work with people who have been plagued or plateaued in their uh, cells or their in their sales or their careers. Right. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, what you do. Um, typically, we find ourselves getting stuck into our careers, uh, especially in a, like a three to five year period where we've uh, learned how to do everything and it either gets boring or we can't seem to find a way to excel in the career. So in that fashion, I typically work with individuals to figure out how they can either expand inside of that career or find something that they're actually committed to. Great. Great. Now, McCall LeBaron, there is a relation here. Right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm McCall. And so I'm a functional nutritionist. And what that means is I got my master's in nutrition therapy and then went to study functional medicine. And what's so cool about that is we get to the root cause. It basically bridges the world of conventional medicine and holistic so that we can use a scientific approach to find the root cause, and then we know exactly what therapy is going to meet the needs. So it takes a lot of the guesswork out. Um, and I also do a lot of deep trauma processing and emotional healing work, looking at the source of stress in your life and really getting to the root of that as well. Great. I'm excited to have a nutritionist on on here so they can either correct me or I can argue with them. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Kingsley. I am a certified sign language interpreter and also a mother. And I, my superpower is finding joy while being a full-time mom and living on a shoestring, living well on any budget. Great. 
Uh, I'm Adam Tajadine. I have a show called Ultra Perform Show. It's about performing your best in business and life. And we're on iTunes, iHeart, and a bunch of other stuff where you'll be able to find this show also under that tag for now, Ultra Perform Show, but it's titled Mastermind in Your Pocket. I also have a health and wellness and exercise show called Passionate Living with Adam. I do uh, client uh, marketing implementation for marketing and health for clients. I've been doing that for years because I started doing business when I was 19, which was a while ago, but we never talk about your age, because I talk about being age, part of being ageless is you never talk about your age, which maybe will come up or might not come up. Um, is that all I did? Oh, I, mean, I made a documentary about my parents taking them home, because for the past two years I've been uh, taking caring for them as they've aged and had illnesses, and uh, that's been difficult, but that will come out at some point, too. There you go. That's our introduction. You can also, so you know, this is a special show where you're able to uh, comment in the comment section. We'll look at here or look at our phones. You'll know why we're looking at our phones so we can stay connected, even really connected. And also you can call today, 713-955-0531. That is 713-955-0531. Um, we'll put it in the comment section because we for, I forgot to put it in the uh, description there. But uh, maybe one of you can get started what we're going to be talking about today, whoever wants to. And I'm going to add that, that number while you guys talk. Awesome. So what we wanted to focus on today was a couple things. Solving your common problems and frustrations, the stuff that you deal with day to day, in and out, you've tried a million things, maybe, nothing's worked. This is like the stuff that you deal with. Um, Regarding money, your health and well-being, your relationships, and your business success. Um, We want you to find how to find joy in each of these areas. Ha! I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, well, I, forgot. I forgot telling you guys sometimes I'm the devil's advocate. And then I, then I switch up. So sometimes I'll be like, well, because some people, I try to be the voice of people out there also. That's really good. I forgot about that. Sure. Try to switch the subject before we get to the solution. <laughs> and we want to know what is it that you really want in these areas? How can we be of service to you? One of the areas you could look is um, have you ever had something that you're dealing with and then you call your mom and they just tell you it's okay and then you just left with okay well I guess there really is no solution in the universe for this problem so that's that's the kind of thing where having a mastermind with somebody you can have a conversation with uh, with whatever it is you're dealing with in your relationship or your career that uh, you can call up and just hash it out with us and we'll come we can always come up with something yeah um David uh, Martinson's uh, he had this idea for the show. Well, you you had the idea, right? Um, David, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> to do the show. Oh. And he asked me. He asked me. I was like, yeah, yes. I mean, before he even finished, he's like, hey, I have like, yes. Why wouldn't I? Right. <laughs> um, and the great thing about the show is you get in front of people, you give value to people, and you get clients, and people are interested in working with you, and but you you're helping them a lot. 
solving problems and frustrations too, mm-hmm. you know, like what we're talking about today. But well, I love how we came up with in your pocket because we really wanted to bring the mastermind or the solution to like what what you guys are dealing with intimately, um, because that's what I wish I had. You know, every time I had a breakdown. I could just pull a little guy out of my pocket that told me what to do and solve my problem, you know, that would be like, woo! As long as it was the right thing to do, right? Yes, yeah, true. If it was the wrong thing, you'd be like, you! <laughs> well, it would still be exciting to have something, you know, devil and you need to do the advice might yeah, be terrible, exactly. at least you'd have someone there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true. Okay, so I've got a business question. Hi, David! <laughs> Thanks for setting up our show. Great idea. All right, I've got a business question, Heber. Okay. Okay, so where I'm at is um, I'm I'm wondering if I should get like a little job not related to my field while I'm waiting to, for my certification to go through. So it takes four to six weeks after you take the Utah certification exam, and I just took it to up my sign language level. Mm-hmm. So my what I'm thinking is um, should I just like you know kind of live on a shortage of a budget, or should I get a job like that's totally unrelated to fill that gap in income? Like, would it hurt my resume? I mean, should I just, I'm already taking actions to, you know, become more marketable as an interpreter. What about getting a side job? So um, I just recently read an article about how um, this new generation with all of the different dynamics and jobs that are coming up, it's really easy, easy to fill your time with really productive and committed work um, and make money temporarily. You don't have to go out and get a whole new career. You don't have to put a lot of time and effort into like creating a whole new business and dealing with your resume. There's actually a lot of jobs out there. They call them, uh, there's gigs. Um, if you um, go online and search temporary jobs, um, you know, I think uh, temp agencies and that kind of thing probably has a little bit of a negative connotation, but they're, there's a lot of jobs if you really put your feelers out there and talk to people around you that you know that you can find to make uh, cash in the, sh- in the short run. I mean, from two weeks to three months, whatever you want to create, there's always opportunities out there. And as far as your resume goes, I mean, I guess you could add or subtract. I mean, resumes are kind of custom anyway, but... Just leave it off. My just job leave it off, <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Adam? Repeat the question. Okay, so I, so I'm in between, I've, I've got a certification as a sign language interpreter, but I'm trying to get that higher so I would get a raise. Mm-hmm. So I've already taken the test and I'm awaiting my results and the test went great. But in the meantime, my income isn't enough. So should I get a little side job or try to just make do? Like it's, that would be unrelated to my. What are you working on? Say again? What are you doing now? I'm a sign language interpreter at a university. Oh, you're working now? Yes. And you want to get another certification? No, I'm already, to, yeah, I'm just waiting for the test the, results. The okay. test results. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm just like, would it hurt my resume to get like a little temp job totally unrelated to my field? Or what do you recommend? How long would it take? I don't know. Uh, like less than six weeks, maybe four weeks. So it takes a while. I mean, yes. That's a long time. Right. I mean, when I do the <laughs> test, uh, what's my result? Tomorrow. <laughs> Tell me tomorrow. That's the latest, right? Yeah. So it takes a while. Yeah. Um, and you're confident it's going to pass? I am, although that hasn't always proved accurate. Well, I'm an entrepreneur, so I always look at whenever I work for someone else, or I have, which has been a long time, unless it's a client, I'm working for them or with them. I always think the entrepreneur way, so I say if you need to increase your income, increase your income. Use your skills you have now 
and put them out there like you are right now, um, or advertising on KSL, advertising uh, Craigslist, advertise wherever you can to take your skills that you have and apply them out there and then see who will pay you for that. And if you, you you could do a temp job, sure, like that's a good idea, a temp job, a temp job that has some time that's not maybe a daily temp job, um, then just put it on your resume because it doesn't matter. Okay, great. Because they don't care, really. Like, oh, I mean, if I saw it, okay, I might wonder why do you do something unrelated? You might start thinking about it, but I would do something in the, yeah, I'd leave it off my resume for sure, like he or something. Cool. See, I heard that. Well, and what I'm hearing about what you both are saying is that you can actually create something that works. So oftentimes, like, the entrepreneur is stuck because they're like, oh, my gosh, it's either or. Like, I either do what I love and put all my time in there and maybe I'll go hungry for dinner. Or, you know, I've got to go, <laughs> you know, on this huge rabbit trail and get this other position. But there's actually a lot of options that it sounds like from you guys. You can actually have both start building your practice and get a part-time job that works yeah. for you. And whenever I see someone complaining about income, including myself, because I'm people too, right? When I say people, I mean me too, right? Uh, it's usually because you, usually, not always, because you don't always get the client, right? You can work a month, 18 hours a day, and you don't get a client. But usually it's because uh, you're not, you, you don't see that, oh, I just need to work more hours in this area, get less sleep, do other things. And I, I finally got to the place I finally finally get it. I don't always want to do it. I finally get you have to do a lot of work, smart work, especially nowadays. I think especially after uh, 2008, everything seemed to change. Even our society changed where you have to do a lot of work unless you land a, a certain market that's really booming and then you can get by. But to really blow up and not have issues with money, you have to work a lot of hours. You have to be smart. And you have to be do everything you can, and it's tough, it's hard, but that's the way it is. You know, that's why when the show came up, I'm like, yeah, let me do, let's do three more, let's do it every day. You know, I'm like, because I know, I know, I know what the results are now. The more you do something, the more your results come. As long as you're committed to uh, getting better, right? Because you could do. I'm not talking about doing something, keep doing it, and keep doing it wrong. I'm saying keep looking at it and evolving and changing it and make it better. That's really good. That leads me to the question. Um, so a lot of people are in action. They've tried things, and they're just not seeing the results. So it's kind of like what's missing or what's not working? Like how mm -hmm. do you identify what that is? And that, that's an area I know you work with. Mm -hmm. um, what are some places to investigate that might not be working when you, when you, where you're not working smart, for example. Well, I would look at uh, the things that you want to do because um, what we're finding in the availability of jobs and work that is out there, uh, kind of like what Adam's saying, you need to do a lot of something. We, we need to be busy all the time. And if you find things to do that you actually enjoy, or at least are within your uh, area of expertise, and you just do more of them, you'll actually find that um, you know, more often than not, there is work out there to do. And if you're enjoying it, then there's going to be more confidence. You're going to have more confidence in what you're uh, contributing to. And you typically can find ways to leverage that skill and increase 
what you're getting paid to do it. You can actually um, evaluate yourself inside of the marketplace, become an expert at it, and um, ultimately get paid what you want. So all of that's really available right now if you're really committed and passionate to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And keep evolving, keep working. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said something, this is the hardest part about making money. So I've, I've made as much as 50000 a month, right? And so I saw it. What I saw was the challenging thing about succeeding or success is that you're confronted by yourself. Mm-hmm. And what's missing is something usually with you. Mm-hmm. You're not good with people. You're not good enough with people. Uh, you have a racket, or you know, what can I do? So you have a, you have like a, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Wrong word. You kind of just have you been have like a thing that's blocking you. Well, yeah. blocking you. It's like a blind you. spot. It's it's something. It's like uh, I always use the metaphor like I'm gonna um, get on. I'm gonna get to the other side of the mountain, and I suspect that there's a treasure over there, or there's something very valuable. I can't see over it, and I can't see around it, and I don't even know what the best path to get to that treasure is. So, you know, there's um, different ways you can go about trying to find that. Um, people, and there's almost always somebody who's gone down that road. Like, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's people out there who can find that, that um, can tell you and assist you with what those blind spots are. Um, and they, they do typically... Um, exist inside of our own personality, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. like, I don't really believe in myself or I've watched somebody else go through this, um, fear of failure is always, you know, I think at the top of the list, um, uh, we get complacent, especially inside of our careers and our, uh, sales jobs. We get really comfortable with the surroundings that we've created. And then once we get there, the possibility, because because of the work it took, the possibility to create something new is just not worth it because we're, we feel like we're so good off. So finding those things, um, I think, is one of the reasons I love coaching. It's because no matter where you're at in life, um, there's always something fun. You know, There's always that treasure on the other side of the mountain somewhere that somebody's got, whether it's in their relationships or their career. And it's, um, it's always rewarding. Very That's cool. It's educational for you, too. Yeah, for sure. So when you talk about, like, you know, you've got to always be in action or you've got to always be working. You've got to put the work in. I'm like, oh, that sounds so hard. You know, like I'm tired. I already don't want to do it. <laughs> and um, so I've been in business for 10 years. And the last two years I started training practitioners. And one of the things that really helped me in my practice and all of them is like looking at what I do enjoy doing about my business and what my skill set is and bringing partnership and outsourcing all the other stuff. So when I was used to work all the time, I was like, oh my gosh, today's bookkeeping day, you know, and I just like, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd be tired by the end of the day. I'd like need another day to recover or whatever, you know, and now that I'm bringing partnership to the areas that aren't my expertise and I don't have to do that, like I'm actually energized by all the work that I'm doing. So I'm making more money, which allows me to afford more support um, for my business. So that's something that helps me for sure listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. That came up for me. Yeah, they give me lots of thoughts. Perfect, right? Perfect, right? I have all these bills from my parents' stuff, and it just piles up, and I'm trying to manage all these things, and it's like, ah, it just piles up. Yeah. Y
<laughs> oh, look, this show's done. I'll clean all organized stuff, right? Um, that's one thing I've noticed is that, uh, like, I love what I do. I love what I do, but there's parts of the moving machine I hate them. Sure. And sometimes people say, well, then you're not following your plans. I'm like, no, oh, I am. I am so clear on my mission. I'm so clear. I've never been more clear. It's clear to me. But there's some stuff I'm not excited to do. Like, mm-hmm. like I, like I cleaned this uh, office uh, or this studio on uh, Sunday. I enjoyed that, and I put it back together before you guys came. Like it was for a purpose, and I get that's I get that's what people mean. And I love my parents or whatever, but I still. You know, I was telling my friend, I mentioned all the things I do, and I was telling my friend, I don't I don't feel like I have anything going on, and I'm not that motivated. Yeah. <laughs> and my friend's laughing at me, right? Yeah. Because I'm looking at, like, the next level. I need to be perfect, right? But how do you get through the stuff you don't like? Like, like my producer uh, uh, got another opportunity, and I have to find another producer. I'm not, I'm not excited about that. You know, it's like, oh, another one. Next, you know, it's like that. But there's all these moving parts of my dream that frustrate. And I was talking about this before, that frustrate me. Right? I'm just like, oh, this too? And no, you, that you, never stops. No. I keep waiting to get to, like, no, this no. place where I just get a cruise, you know? It never stops. It never if, stops. If, you're, if you're still going, no. if you want to get somewhere, it never stops. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I no, so, you're good. I'm so passionate. Well, I think a couple of generations ago, that, um, somebody would have just told you to um, just put your head down and keep working. You know, like, and I think that that's uh, really practical. But I think what we're when it comes to your passion and what you're really committed to, um, and you get to the point like where you're saying, like, I, I love what I'm doing. I'm not going to stop doing it. And there are parts. There's pieces of what I'm doing that I loathe. Mm-hmm. They drive me nuts. And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs have that conversation because they may love what their business provides for people, but they hate the bookkeeping, they hate the sales, or they hate something about it. Those are opportunities for other people mm-hmm. because it's very likely that other people inside of your network or your life love the same thing that you're doing. And could contribute in some way and you can make it work for them. I mean, consider all of the work that goes into a nonprofit. If there wasn't something there for the individuals in a nonprofit to give them the sense of fulfillment, they probably wouldn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. So and look how many people come together inside of nonprofits to contribute. So whatever it is that you're up to in your life, um, I think especially as an entrepreneur, uh, thinking that you're going to manage every single little task by yourself, um, I think it's really great, and that's a lot of hard work. And um, there's probably other people that want to come play on your team with you that that you could create opportunities for. How do you attract them when you don't? I mean, I'm paying my producer, so if someone's interested in producing, call me. <laughs> but uh, how do you uh, attract people when you don't have the funds because that's usually why people do it themselves right well you would um like strategically you would find a way to increase the funds like that's the short answer Mm -hmm. like if i'm going to build my business i'm going to grow my business then anybody with like a basic understanding of economics you know you need to increase 
your economics first. Or you can find a way to bring somebody in with the understanding that they're going to help build the economics or, or help facilitate that. But it, it is a conversation of growth. When you get to the point where you're overburdened and you're doing everything for your company, you've outgrown your company's outgrown you. Well, that's like day one sometimes for people. That's like day one. Everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you need people. Yeah. Well, I would say don't underestimate people's willingness to play on your team. If you're really up to something awesome, which if you're an entrepreneur, you are, right? Like people want to play, you know, and they want to find meaning. And if you can actually provide them some sort of fulfillment, you know, like come join my team, there's fulfillment here. Like a lot of people won't even make unreasonable requests, you know, Mm. like, Hey, can you work with me for a month and get my business up and I'll start paying you next month? Like Mm. people don't even think that that's an option because they're already like, Oh, you know, it has to look this way. Well, well, I think what stops people is the failure because that's great in theory, but a month can pass and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's the thing. Nothing happened. The sales didn't come in. It wasn't enough because uh, you're still trying to figure out yourself, that whole personal thing. So when you do that, that's what, that's what they don't want to say. They want to say, hey, I know I said that a month ago, but I'm sorry. Yeah. And that doesn't really work in the world. Sometimes they'll go longer. No, I understand. Most of the time, my experience is they're out. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, they're out. Even if you're paying them, they're out. Sometimes, yeah. if something doesn't reach the certain point. That's true. So what do you do then? Well, you've got to find something that works for that's beneficial for both parties. Some kind of agreement that works for both of you, and that takes creativity. You just got to do the work of like, well, let's look at this. I need somebody. You need this. What can we do to work together? Mm-hmm. Something I've noticed in um, recent conversations is um, the ability for a business owner or an entrepreneur to replicate themselves into their staff. So if you consider that you're starting up a new business and you want to hire somebody with the same amount of passion that you have, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm hearing here, is like how do I find somebody who's as committed as I am and willing to put, it, put in the same amount of effort? Um, a short answer for that is, is that that's a potential partner. Somebody who's, who is who you are and replicates the same thing as a potential partner. Um, other than that, they're either a contractor or an employee uh, specifically. Um, and I think if somebody's going into the, the expansion phase of their company and they're looking for those, those individual people, there's a, um, a relationship to your feasible reality as you're growing your company um, and who those people are. Are you going to hire people? These are a lot of practical questions. Um, and the outcome of your business and the finances, all of those things are impacted by who you bring on. So um, I think anybody that was looking to hire, you know, you're going to have HR considerations. But um, I think finding and sharing inside of mutual groups of people uh, or mut- groups of people who have the same mutual desires as you is the first pool that you would look. So if you're into, uh, you know, filming or uh, you're into landscaping, whatever it is, your teammates are in the people who take actions that are the same as you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's your network, you know? Um, I, think, I think that answers it. And one of the, so one of your first questions was, how do I get myself to do the busy work? or whatever, right? My task list. And um, I've actually implemented this over the last couple of years, and it's kind of an interesting trick, 
for me, um, where language is really key. So the language that I'm thinking in, right, positive or negative, like really kind of determines how something occurs to me. Like, oh, that occurs like work, you know, hard work. Yeah. Or, okay, I can really see that that's going to bring a lot of stress release, you know, when that project's done. That's really great. Let's go do it. So um, everything in the calendar is actually like, what am I accomplishing from the thing in my calendar? Mm-hmm. And it's huge. So one client I coached uh, a while ago, you know, was like, well, you got to pay the bills. I got to go clean this church every week. And I'm just like kind of burning out. And I'm like, well, you know, like, let's look at that. Can you work in other ways? Or, or what are you really accomplishing in the church? Because it just sounds like cleaning. Nobody wants to clean, mm-hmm. you know. But she really got that, you know, her service, and making sure everything was pristine mm-hmm. actually had a direct impact on whether people were focused, you know, and able to concentrate in their experience of church or whether they just, you know, there's stuff on the floor and there's, you know, the chairs are out of alignment and the tissue boxes are empty, you know. And so, um, so that shifted how it occurred to her. Um, the same with my, you know, another client, a practitioner who is like, well, I don't want to be in business. I keep struggling because I don't want to go and start my business. Like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I really want to contribute to people and get them well and teach them the tools for life, you know, like their physical body is no longer like an issue for them. And I also want to make money doing it. I'm like, perfect, do that. (laughs) You know, and now she's like starting her business. I got a text, you know, a week later saying, okay, I'm ready to start. And so just the language, you know, is something that I use that's really impactful and powerful for me hmm. to kind of trick my little negative. I don't want to work. Great. Thanks. Maybe you could tell us a little bit of how the, the whole picture uh, pertains to health. Hmm. Language? What no, else um, yeah, all of it. Uh, focusing on what you're working on, cleaning the church. Does your health matter? Hmm. Right. So a lot of, um, well, what I see with people who have recurring health problems, health complaints, you know, and they know they should eat better and they know they should exercise. You know, most people know the answers of what they should be doing, um, but they don't do it. And it's really interesting because oftentimes we get stuck on, you know, the surface level thing, like, well, I don't want to have this symptom, but we're not really aware of like, what is that going to bring in my life? If I'm not sick, you know, however many weeks out of the year, what's the direct impact on my ability to increase my production at work and my performance? Um, I know Heber's talked about that in his coaching. Um, so it's really like what would be possible, what would be available in your life, what would your life look like if you didn't have that health complaint? Like that's the thing to live for, mm-hmm. you know? Is it like, well, I vacation or I work more or I, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy my relationships? So really having like the end game the overall picture in mind really helps, you know, taking actions around your health. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you were asking, but you mm-hmm. I just want to start the conversation about health. Yeah, that's really great. But, um, yeah, for me, I've noticed just personally when I, uh, when I run out of energy, like I was taking care of my parents and I was not taking care of myself. I mean, I was, I do videos about it. I talk about it. Um, but my six, seven times a week went to three, maybe four, but usually three. And 
you know, I, I didn't have as much stamina. I didn't, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the level I decided where I wanted to be. Totally. And so I've been able to start that back up again. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I noticed that I'll, I'll hike or run with a uh, 50 pound pack, right? And I, I haven't been doing it consistently enough, but I've been doing it consistently now. And I'm like, oh, look at that. I got all this energy and stamina, right? Yeah. And so when I want to do things like go out and dance or work on my house or clean or answer emails or anything, I have the energy to do it. Yeah. I have the stamina to do it. Yep. Well, it sounds like you got the impact, right? What's the impact of you not feeling well? Mm-hmm. But the first impact that we notice when we don't feel well is we fight. Seriously, mm-hmm. like we yeah. can't communicate. It's yeah. like crazy. We're it's like good. both sitting there like, why isn't communication working? Like this should be so simple. And it's literally because we have a well-being issue or we're tired. Mm-hmm. Like, so instead of making myself wrong, like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten the donut <laughs> you know, or whatever. And then getting all like down on myself about it. Um, that never works. Cause then I'm just down on myself, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go eat another donut. But if I'm actually present to the impact, like I feel like crap or we fight, or, you know, I'm not able to produce results, you know, mm-hmm. within my business or whatever. I'm not there for my kids. When I actually get the impact, I'm like, oh, I don't want that. I want to have energy mm-hmm. and I want to feel better and I want to, you know, have a great relationship and I want to go hiking if I want. And, you know, yeah. so it's a, it's a cool thing when you take the guilt out and you really just look at what the impact is. How do you get out of the... Uh... When you get even, even when you're exercising regularly and in shape, I've noticed I still get lethargic. I still like, oh, I go. I should have gone this morning. <laughs> I did that yesterday. And, I'm like, eh. and then my friend like, let's go on a hike, which helped. We had the like-minded, like we we're talking about. Cool. She was like-minded. She like, she hasn't been going, so she, I think we've gone. We haven't gone for like three years, but she's been watching videos and stuff, and she's like, let's go. So I got to go. It got me out there. But how do you get through that lethargic feeling you get still when mm. you're in shape and exercise and eating right? Mm-hmm. I still get it. Right. So the first place I would look is, you know, most of the time you have the answer, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, oh, I've got a buddy, right? And that's my motivation. So that's, that's how it is with me. I'm all about relationships. So if you, you know, if I'm like, Am I going to go work out today? Well, probably not by myself. But if I create a buddy to go, I'm like, yeah, that's really fun. You know, like I'm going to go hang out. So do you have the answer of what would make a difference for you? You know, when you're like, when you don't feel like it, what would have you go after it? Does does this happen like in the morning or is it like, when do you typically plan that event? I usually I usually work out in the morning. Uh, if I don't, I try to do it in the evening, which seems harder. But if I check, if I just put my clothes on and out the door, or I box or whatever. Like I was gonna do it today, but I had too much to do. Right. Mm. So, which I did, but still. Right. So do you? Run? And I was sore from yesterday, to be honest, because even though my stamina is better. When I run or hike with the pack, I'm tired. I'm like, 
Does, does it occur always at the same time? Like you like get out of bed and you don't want to do it or um, because there's typically two different things. Um, either you don't want to do it and you're resisting the pain, right? Or the work, mm -hmm. or you physiologically mm -hmm. just don't have the energy to do it because you're not taking care of That's your, more your nutrition. That's more mental than I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. So I, I wanted sure. to eliminate the other possibility. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Like so, I'm, I'm doing my shakes. I'm eating so well. I could count in the past two months. I can actually count what I've had. I could tell you what I've had. Like so, yeah. Let's take the typical conversation. The typical conversation that we hear a lot is, uh, I'm going to go work out in the morning. I'm going to set my alarm for 6 a.m. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go work out. I'm going to do it. I promise I'm going to do it. Right? <laughs> alarm goes off. You hit the snooze button. Right? So, where I like to go with this is, do you what what is it that would actually get you out of bed? Do you ever remember a time in your life when you just jumped out of bed? Yeah. So, but, so that's the thing is that I you, don't, want to stay in bed though. you, really, you really don't actually want to go work out. Your body, like, your body resists pain. Mm -hmm. Working out is putting yourself in pain. Actually, yeah, Even yeah. though... And failure if you're lifting or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, you're, you're just resisting something, and, and that's what we all do. That's why we don't do it. Even though we know it's better for us, and we logically know that after we work out, it feels better too. Like we get endorphins oh, yeah. from endorphins, strength. You know, I mean, you're tired, but I definitely feel the strength. Right. It's true. So but I what started. What would? What would get you out of bed? Uh, some goofy, but I don't know. Say it. just recently started doing yoga again and um, I woke up in the morning and like I stretched and I like I felt, felt so too, I felt so good stretching in bed it reminded me of when I was a kid and I'd wake up and I would just like stretch everything out and it felt so good and then I would just like jump up out of bed and go play so there's like what I'm looking for like in what you're dealing with is like, what is it that actually gets you back to like the commitment? Cause it might not be working out. Mm -hmm. I mean, working out for most people is not as exciting as they make it out to be like, yeah, I'm going to go work out. It's January 1st. I'm going to spend the rest of my year doing this. It's actually not a reality. That's why we don't feel fall through on it. Follow through well, on again, it. working out is like the boring thing in the calendar. We don't actually want to work out. We want to like look sexy naked. You know, if I put that in my yeah, calendar, I'm like, I'm down for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was good. So the second thing would be a physiological issue. And I would say, you know, I do notice that a lot of people, they, you know, go on these crazy workout routines or whatever, and they think it's healthy and whatever, but they're sore for days. You know, they're having energy crashes in the afternoon. They actually feel worse after working out, not the endorphins. high. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, you're actually, like, something's missing. It's not healthy. So if you're actually supporting your health, whether it's a detox, like, no matter what, mm -hmm. it should never make you worse. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, the healing crisis or, you know, I'm going to work out and I'm going to be in so much pain, but it'll pay off later. That's actually not physiologically healthy. Mm -hmm. So um, I would look at blood sugar. You know, are you eating good protein, good fats before you work out? If you're working out for more than 60 minutes at a time, you should have another snack. 
at that hour mark or a little bit before. Make sure you're hydrated. Um, and then if you are sore for days, there's other things that contribute to that. Like your what, body's not flushing. What do you do for your clients? What is it that you do? So what I do is, um, it's all individualized, but there's obviously a, a mechanism or a process that works, right? Mm -hmm. So the first part is assessment. You've got to assess the whole person's life, mental, emotional, physical, um, whether that's lab tests, whether we do a type of physical exam, and I can do that virtually. Um, and we find the root cause of the symptom. So let's say it is fatigue and you're working out. We would actually assess your diet. Is your nutrition supporting you? Is your metabolism supporting you? Sometimes people have an issue with nitric oxide, which is released when you work out. Mm -hmm. And there's three different nitric oxides and there's inflammatory and anti-inflammatory. So sometimes your body just honestly can't handle that and it needs a little boost. Um, to resolve that issue for, you know, maybe you're not drinking enough water and you just don't realize it. So whatever the issue is, we actually get to the root cause and then we custom provide like, okay, so if it's a nitric oxide issue, here's the foods, here's the nutrients, here's the lifestyle support that's going to meet that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of takes the guesswork out like, you know, just try to supplement and see if it works out. You know, we've actually got to figure out how to identify the root cause. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you work with the families and children and parents, do you see an energy loss or what is it that you see with them that makes doing that tougher? So this is not on health at all. But what I've noticed is um, as moms, we tend to, particularly, I've mostly worked with women, um, just think we have to do it all. And we go about trying to do it all and then feeling like a victim and then miserable and angry at the world. Um, and uh, I, this just happens over and over. And what I've found, you know, early in my being a mom, mm -hmm. um, I'd say until I had a seven-year-old, I felt really frustrated. And it was like kind of increasing anger because my family was growing. I was adding on children every couple of years. And it was just harder and harder to do everything. Um, whereas now I've got five children and um, we have like a culture of cooperation. So that's what I'm really good at is having, helping women create what they want with their kids is, you know, at home. So at our house, everybody helps out and we've had to tweak our, we're actually continually tweaking our system. Mm. Um, so like right now we clean our house with a rubric, like a spreadsheet that says, this is what the living room clean looks like. And there's, you know, eight or 10 things on there. So my kids can just check them off. Well, that's working really well. Um, but just last Saturday we had to tweak it. So so I'm really good at looking at, okay, what do you actually want with your kids? What is happening right now? Mm -hmm. And what would make the difference in having your kids have, like, inducing that cooperation mm -hmm. um, in the kind of culture that you want at home? Mm -hmm. Also getting over being a victim. One question that comes up for me, that's awesome. And maybe listeners are wondering, well, that's great, but you have five older kids now. Like, what about me? You know, I've got a seven-month-old. She can't clean the living room, you know, and now she's crawling everywhere and eating cords and paper. And, you know, <laughs> so is what you're describing possible for me with my circumstance? So do you just have one child? Yes. Okay, perfect. So for you, finding joy is going to look like tapping into what really matters to you with your baby. What do you want at home? Do you want peacefulness? Do you want more sleep? That's what we'll look at. We'll create that family culture at home where you don't feel like you're, you are going to, you know, when you're the only one with your baby, you're going to meet all her needs.
right? And there's no question about that. Right. But meanwhile, you could be like experiencing all of the love that you have for her versus, mm. oh my gosh, I have to change another diaper. <laughs> you know, so there's, right. there's that's available even just with your seven month old. That's and cool. she's not going to help you clean all of your rooms. Right. And so for me, I know that. She will. She is the only one that can find the smallest thing in the carpet. Really? I know, right? Like, I don't know how she finds them, but even after we vacuum. Yes, like the up. floor is crystal clean. And then she goes and finds them. She has something in her mouth. like. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, um, we kind of like work baby balance. Right. Mm-hmm. So I spend yeah. energy on work and then I'm like, oh, I kind of spent my energy today. You know, what can this look like? So I do. I have a work conversation, a house conversation and a time with my baby because I don't want to miss her. It's super sad now that I'm having like the new mom, you know, yes. going back to work thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you would basically look at what's missing in each of those so, areas. Yeah. Like them. what can you put into place so that before your my mother conversation, I take it that you mean taking care of your baby. Right. Okay. Time, so before quality time. your quality time, what can you put into place so that you are the quality? Like, is that oh, going to mean perfect. taking five minutes sitting in your car drinking a bottle of water slowly? Yep. Walk. Is it going to look like walking or yoga or something? And even if it literally is a three-minute walk up the street and back where you are just, you know, breathing and just, like, allowing yourself to be however you are in that minute. So mm-hmm. there's pra- that would be really simple. And then you go in there. Also, there's the letting go of expectations, but you would go in there like ready to be with your daughter. I, I have a, something to add to that, and then I'm going to go to a, a question, so you can't respond to my comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned something from uh, someone is that I learned a while back that tired was a conversation. Right? You, yes. can, you know where I can get that from, right? Yep. But it was giving a, a, a course leader back a ride, a ride back, and he said... I'm tired of the conversation. I, I go to sleep when I want to. I wake up when I want to. And I apply that to my life. And even though I do get tired, right, it's totally a conversation, right? It is. I, I, I totally see it because I make a choice. Same with Sometimes I'm like, okay, if I'm this conversation really, I'm really struggling with this, I'm going to have some coffee. Or so, my friend doesn't drink coffee. I'm going to go to question. I know you're going to go to question, but the listeners might not know the context of a conversation. Maybe next so, week we'll cover that. Yeah, so uh, I keep telling myself I'm tired. Really, you're just telling yourself I'm tired. Right. It's you not could be tired, but so what? Really, it's like so what? Yeah. I mean, tired is like your legs aren't working and you collapse, <laughs> right? When people are running a marathon, yeah, that, would is, that would be yeah. tired. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're telling themselves they're tired, but no, really, they're tired. They're falling on the ground. Yeah. Right? And maybe at another spiritual level, there is, they can get past that, too. Yeah. I don't know that. I'm not to that point. Well, we got that from the same <laughs> but place. But I noticed that, this is what I'm going to say, that's yep. why I wanted to switch the question. Okay. I've noticed that more, more with women having that tired conversation than, mm-hmm. than men. Like men, I've seen like, oh, they'll keep going, and it's late, and they'll keep going. And I don't know what it is, if it's, if it's like a, something they're telling themselves, or it's physiology. Right. But I've noticed it. Well, in either way, there's a way that we can actually be responsible. 
Mm -hmm. Like, where's my refresher time between work, you know, where I just like gave my brain to a million people, you know, like, how do I restore blood flow to my brain? That could be very practical. And I actually took on something very similar because I would get a lot of anxiety about my sleep. I need to remind myself of this now with the seven month old. Um, But I actually discovered that I don't need sleep. Mm. And when I was tired, it wasn't as significant. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to perform today and I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, you know, and go into overwhelm. I actually just like got present, meaning literally just checked in with my body. Like, am I tired physically or is it a mental thing or am I just resisting something? You know, am I like worried about something and really just getting like, oh yeah, I actually am physically tired. And that's what that feels like. Okay. And here's what I'm going to do. It totally changed my whole conversation um one night i got you know two hours of sleep because there was a family emergency issue and i literally went and performed an entire day and taught a class that night mm-hmm. like it was nothing so and I was, i'd be tired after two hours of sleep yeah but yeah. It, what was so cool is i was tired mm-hmm. but it didn't impact my performance mm-hmm. and it didn't impact my peace of mind and it didn't impact so you, you told know, yourself not to have that excuse per se it was real but you're yeah like, i just acknowledged yeah. it Wow, that's, that's what great. Feels like. Got it. Two hours sleep. Well, but I still have to do these things. That's kind of what I do when I do a show. Like at the end of the day, we, I do the adults perform show, and yeah. sometimes I am tired. And now you know why you don't work out. <laughs> what? Because you're tired. Because you tell yourself you're tired. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop no, it. I got that when you were talking earlier. Yeah. Um, so, David had a question. Uh, he says, what do you guys recommend as far as taking on too much in business or simply simplifying to just a core part of the business, like the four-hour week, four week tells people? Um, also, if you guys have a question before we end, you can call us at 713-955-0531. That's 713 0531. You can also put a comment on Facebook and we'll answer it like we are now. And David's question again was, what do you guys recommend as far as taking on too much in business or simplifying to just a core part of the business, like the four-hour work week tells people? I would start with um, workability. Like if you're taking on a lot of, if you're taking on a lot inside of the business as the entrepreneur or the owner or management, um, it has to do with your own capacity, your own well-being. And um, if you can, you want to start simplifying things. Um, I Like for me personally, that would be a budget conversation. Like how much can I take on versus how much do I need inside of my budget? So, I mean, if you can, um, I haven't read the four-hour work week, but... If somebody's capable of only working four hours per week, I would imagine that they'd be very four very intense hours. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would definitely take that. Yeah, let's do that. But uh, that but um, like from it, I think it has to do with the context of, of workability mm-hmm. in whatever the profession is. If I was going to only work four hours per week, then I would need to evaluate the financial impact on my situation, my budget, and for like all of my clients, if I'm only going to work four hours a week for all of them, then I'm going to meet and I'm going to maintain the same amount of clients, then I'm going to need another practitioner because if I'm only working four hours per week, 
and I've got 20 hours of worth of client conversations I need to have, then somebody's going to have to mm-hmm. take up the rest of that time. So for me, it would be uh, it would be about outsourcing, uh, not to China, but somebody closer. Um, but uh, that's what it would look like. I mean, it's, it would come down to uh, teamwork. Mm-hmm. So I've read the four-hour work week, and it's real and a bunch of crap. So, I mean, that's why it's both, like, it's both real. It's real and a bunch of crap. Okay. So <laughs> the issue with it is that um, he did do a bunch of research to figure out his niche before he came up with his, uh, it's like a memory brain stimulator. I forget the, what it is, but it's a supplement, actually, and I sell supplements. I only the supplement. Um, he didn't win Google AdWords was a big thing, and it wasn't super expensive then, which has changed. But the trick is, the trick to it, like everything works up to the point. What he does is just what you said. You, you have to outsource because there's no way you could take care of anything. So he outsourced everything, and he answered, he would task, he would take care of important tasks first, and then he'd answer his email which I think is an important key. That's, awesome. That's how he was able to work. He says it at four or five hours a week, right? But everything was taken care of for him except for the upfront research. But the key is this. You have to find marketing that's going to work that effectively mm-hmm. to give yourself uh, the income that you desire. Now, I forget how much income he made. I don't know if he actually said it. He doesn't give you resources in there. But it depends on what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for fifty thousand a month, or if you're looking for four or five thousand a month, and that could be fine. He was traveling the nation. Uh, actually, he was traveling the world, if I remember right. So his money probably worked better in other areas, and it's it's a it's a good size brand name. If I can remember what it is, so I don't even remember his name. Do you remember his name? Anyone? Anyone? Not David. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> Two things uh, come Google. to mind. Um, while you're looking that up. But so, so just to add yeah, real quick ahead. is that, so it depends what lifestyle you want. You can make 1500 You can just ignore that because we can go over. You can, uh, oh, you can make 1500 a month and that might be fine for you. And you can live your life and work four or five hours a week. From my experience, 50000 a month took a lot more effort. And it, I loved it. Believe me, I like what I do. I was working 18, 19, 19 hours uh, a day, and I was like, I'm working. Oh, like, I, was, I was just happy. You wow. Know? And, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, sounds, like, sounds like the title of that book was the best part of the marketing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the four-hour work week. Yeah, but, 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 but everybody wants that. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't remember it. It's like it's, it's not, I'm not like trying to downsell where that brand is now because it had a, I think it had a, 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 a peak and then it came down. I've seen it at Costco even. I can't remember the name of it, but. Well, it does um, sound like it's really practical inside some trades. And I think that individuals who take on their lives in a way that they can develop a niche and um, establish the value inside of that niche, it's absolutely possible. Um, and, and you know, the the mindset I that type of niche is luck, which is not true. Yeah. Like it's not like there is no such thing as luck. We have a marketplace. Mm-hmm. So 
finding niches in markets is an extremely valuable thing and being able to do that and sounds like that's what um, that's what he did. He did the research, did, yeah. yeah. He did the research, put all the stuff on my payment. He either sold his car or put in storage. He cut down all his expenses. I mean, this is my synop- the synopsis of the book. Uh, and I've done up to that point, but I found a tricky part, finding that niche. Right. And being satisfied with a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what it, it did. It, and he, it worked for him. So you can do that. That answers your question, David. And two things come to mind for me. Um, the first one is, you know, a lot of people come and say, like, too much. I'm working too much. Or I want to do this. But it's, like, vague. What does too much even mean? So for, the first step is actually, like, really getting grounded in the statistics of, you know, how much are you performing? What's actually, what do you mean too much? How much time do you have? How much energy? How much, what is your work business need? You know, actually, like, getting the details all worked out because you'll actually see when you map that out in reality, you're like, oh, this is too much, you know? So now I have an actual real problem to solve, not I'm working too much, let me try to work less, you know? Mm-hmm. That doesn't, we don't know if that's solving the problem. The second thing um, is that there's a statistic, can't talk, um, that says the most successful people plan 75% of the time and do 25% of the time. Um, so planning effectively is actually huge so that in the amount of time you're actually taking action, bam, 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 done. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's something I'm working to take on in my mm. life as well so that I am more effective when I'm actually doing the work. And I found that really difficult to do that way. I think, I think my experience is it depends on personality. We're talking about personality and sure. growing within your personality. What I discovered is that I, I was, oh, I guess said it, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Like I used to be a, such perfectionist, planning all the time. But I never actually implemented mm-hmm. a lot of the time because it was never perfect. Mm-hmm. So at some point I realized I let it go and I just started doing and planning within my doing. That's great. And that's what I that's what I preach. That's what I talk about is work with what you have. Yeah. Like that's why we started the show, and work your way up as you go. Yeah. But that's what's worked for me. And be in action. Yeah. And, and being in action because I you know I've gone to all these courses, landmark and building your mind, all this stuff. They give you all this good info. But uh, if you don't take action like real action, like do really doing things, you there's something missing in the growth of your personality. Absolutely. Well, it stays in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a great idea or it's a good concept or I feel motivated. But what I've learned is that the in your head doesn't exist. It doesn't produce results mm-hmm. in real life either. Yeah. So I love what you're saying. So do you have anything? No, I think we're about to go. Okay. Great. So thank you guys for watching and listening to the Mastermind in Your Pocket, where we, what do we do? What do we do? We break loose anywhere you're stuck in business, health, or relationships. Great. We're happy to take your uh, subjects to build a show, like we can talk about a specific subject, answer your questions within that show. So you can comment on here or message any one of us, and uh, you can also call in. You can't call in now, but remember to call in 
That number I gave you, 713-955-0531, will put you on air live and answer your question. But if you're being weird, I'll hang up on you. (laughs) Um, And if you'd like to work with one of us, uh, Heber, how do we reach you? And if you can rephrase what you do again. Um, If you want to work with me, um, if you're probably watching on Facebook, I would just personal message me. I'm tagged on the video link. Mm -hmm. Um, and I work with uh, professionals um, in their uh, careers, whatever they're dealing with, and um, uh, to be brief. And uh, more specifically, I enjoy working with sales professionals that are trying to um, increase their sales and make more money. Great. Um, you guys can reach me by email, info at integritywellness.org. Remember the .org, so everybody forgets that one. It's a little bit unique. Um, and what I do is I solve the mystery for your physical and emotional well-being. So if you have done everything right, like Adam, and you're still experiencing weird mystery symptoms that aren't because you're tired, <laughs> you're making up that you're tired, um, I would love to help you. I provide a free consult. I'll review your lab work, your medical history for free, and give you a second opinion and help you solve the problem for good. You can reach me at elizabeththeinterpreter at gmail.com, and I just love working with moms and anyone else who wants to break loose in their problems. Great. And you can reach me on uh, Messenger, comment on this video. Uh, I'll put add a, uh, my calendar to this uh, video that you can click on and schedule your uh, consultation. I can also fly to wherever you are and meet with you and either start working with you that day or just do a meeting and we can make a plan and then go back home. So thank you guys for listening and watching. Watch for our next show, Mastermind In Your Pocket, next week. Next week. Next week. Tuesday at? Do we decide what time? 10 to 11. At probably 10 a.m. We'll let you know <laughs> for sure 10 soon. 10 a.m. Yeah. And uh, anything else, guys? No. Thank you for your generous listening. See you guys later, and thank you guys for listening online. Catch you later.